this morning with a reading from Psalm 63. O oh God, you are my God. I seek you. My thirst for you. My soul faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. When I think of you on my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night, for you have been my help, and in the shadows of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me.
seated. Bow with me in prayer. Lord God, we gather in this place, not because we are deserving of your love and not because we have lived faithfully before your face. We gather here because you have called us. You loved us before we could love you. You have given your son for our salvation. For this, we join all creation in blessing you, praising you, thanking you. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, you are great and greatly to be praised. As we offer our praise, we long for you to mold us in the image of your Son, whose death and resurrection give us hope. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, man. 
reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would have gladly filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he went off to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. God, hear us now as we pray, knowing that in the midst of our lives and down deep in our hearts, there's so many things that draw us, even this Wednesday morning, that are demanding our attention, and that's a good thing. Help us to attend the way we need to, but also for a moment, perhaps take a break from that, that we might attend to things beyond this day. 
And may the words now that are spoken and heard and our reflections upon them be acceptable to you, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I know that um, you can imagine some, I mean, you can imagine a little bit what it's like to, to sit on a, a porch missing your beloved prodigal son or prodigal daughter. But I want you to know you can't really know what it's like. I, as a dad, just let me tell you that until you have stayed awake all night long worrying about a child, you can't quite get this story that we've just heard. And it's familiar. Most of you know the story of the prodigal son. I want you to sort of trust me when I say that you're going to have some limitations with this text until you have been there, until you had a few nights um, Outside the ICU, wondering if your newborn son was going to make it out of there, my story. Luke 15 is going to be a bit of a mystery to you until you've listened to your four-year-old daughter cry through the night because the chicken pox hurt so very much. Or maybe um, you'll get into these sandals of this particular father along the way one day when you watch, as I did, my third grade son get left behind because all the uh, other guys in the neighborhood were beyond, they were, they were more adept at two-wheelers, and they rode off without him as I watched. So, I mean, this story is going to kind of stay at arm's length, something you, you really can't get into. Maybe until you watch your middle schooler, you see her on the phone, and she's beginning to come, become someone she's not because she's trying to get the approval of all the other middle school girls. Or maybe... It'll be that moment after prom night when the, the date of your daughter rings the doorbell at dawn asking if we've seen her. Did she make it home? You see what I'm saying? I mean, it, it'll be those times like your son will be driving across the nation a long drive after taking finals and you remember what finals are like and you're thinking he's driving that far. Or he'll land in a third world country and won't call for three days. You'll know then. Or maybe when he goes to reside in a city that's huge and he is all by himself and you can just kind of sense his loneliness. That's when you'll have some sense of what it's like for this father to be on this porch. I have a very good friend who has a, a child with a disease that won't go away. And it makes her pretty vulnerable to, it's, it's life threatening on any given day. And she said to me once, it's like my heart, as a parent, it's like my heart is running around in the world, exposed to everything. And I know you can imagine it some, and you can wonder about it, but you can't really get it until you see your child suffering and you think, I can't do anything. I can't change this because chicken pox are chicken pox. And middle school girls are going to be mean like middle school girls always are. And life's going to be life, and it's going to have its way with all of us. And a parent sort of bears this in love, and it, it's a deep and transformative kind of suffering. It's interesting to me. Really, it's amazing to me how love can hurt so much and heal us at the same time. You know, as chaplain, you may remember I give my number out at orientation, and parents do call me when you're in pain. In some way, and they can't be here with you, and they know there's a problem, and they can't be here. They know what it's like for this father to be sitting on this porch and be a long way off and, and, and just waiting. And this is not, you know, nonchalant waiting. It's not like the father is sitting on the porch, kind of whittling on a stick, thinking, boys will be boys. I mean, he'll be back. 
He can't help himself, I think, but in his mind be a part of his son's story. So he's on the porch every day, ready to do whatever it is that love is going to call him to, to wait in patient pain or to run to him in passion, whatever, to bear and to forgive, whatever. That's the picture we see of this father in Luke 15, which is, of course, the picture of the divine. In these Lenten days, I'm simply asking you to do this, to slow down a little bit. And though most of you know this story and love this story of Jesus and what goes on in these days for him, just to slow down a little bit and be curious. Maybe even stand before the cross with a kind of reverent wonder, knowing you can't know it completely, but wanting to enter into it maybe in new ways. I want to say this to you again real carefully. Most of you have been taught things. Even if you didn't go and, uh, grow up in the church, you know something about the truth of the cross. And what happens when you're taught things uh, is that our minds tend to lock in on what we have taught, right? And once we lock in on this thing, whatever the truth is we're working with about anything, it's hard to see whatever it is that is out here. So we lock in, and particularly in the West as Christians, on a particular way of understanding the cross that goes something like this. And this is sort of uh, a crude transac- translation, but it goes something like this. It's all about a transaction. We're bad, and God is good. God can't accept what is bad because God is good. So God sends his good son to suffer and die, and somehow that erases our, our badness. Now, that's a caricature, but you recognize it, right? Shake your head like this if you recognize it. You sort of get that. It's a caricature. And I've tried to say this. All these understandings of of the cross are important that they're bearing part of the truth to us of this. Some of what the mystery of the cross, the saving mystery of it is. But all of them are limited, especially when we lock down on it. Like this is it. Uh, It's very limited. And you can see that immediately in this kind of transaction theory. Because there's some things here we just don't believe as Christians. We don't believe God is off somewhere else. We believe God is here in us, with us. We don't as Christians believe that God is unaffected by who and what we are. Sort of merely, you know, just don't make me come down there. Okay, well, I'm going to send my son and he's going to suffer a bit on a Friday to pay off some debt and make everything okay. God is not removed from this this way. And this story today in Luke 15, it really is about a God who is on the porch. And you can picture this, can't you? I mean, you imagine the way Jesus tells it. He's always scanning the horizon because he sees a dot on the horizon of someone who seems to be walking just like his son walks. And he runs to him while he is still a long ways off, Jesus says. So, so parents know what it's like to sit on a porch hoping the best for their child hoping and longing for something. Luke 15 gives us a glimpse, right, into God's heart. If that's a glimpse, then the cross is the the window just thrown open wide for a moment. Maybe for all eternity, thrown open wide as this ultimate epiphany of the nature of the divine. So in Jesus on the cross, what we see is God going through eternally what we go through all the time. Then and now. I've got something I want you to see. It's called the Eisenheim altarpiece, and it'll be up here in a moment. A painter by the name of Matthew, Matthew Grunewald painted this, and he did it back in.
You are God's heart out loose in the world. A parent, perhaps, eternally in pain. And in the same way, you can't get what it's like to walk in my shoes as a parent who has loved and raised a son and loved and raised a daughter and even even this week could be worried about them in some way. In the same way, you can't get that. I want to tell you, we can't begin to touch what it's like for the heart of all hearts, the heart of all eternity to break all the time. So we stand before the cross. We can do that and we can look again. We can remember this. We can sort of put this back together that this is who God is. That God goes through it. God is in it. God descends into all of it. God descends into all the black plagues, all of the sickness of our lives, into all of the Holocaust, in all the ways we are imprisoned because of who we are, in all of the, into all of the earthquakes, into the broken families and the shattered dreams. Listen to me. Into whatever you've known, whatever your brokenness and sin are all about, God is taking that on, suffering with you. Into whatever it is, you will know this day. Listen to me. This is not a first century transaction. This is not something, some cosmic deal that took place way back there and way back then so God can somehow stand and say, well, I've been there and done that. This is who God is. The cross is a look at the heart of God, a picture of all love is, not just to show us, but to invite us if we follow Christ. This, too, is going to be our story. Love is going to call us to all this as well. Without grabbing backpacks, without talking to neighbors, would you just quietly stand now for a benediction? You have been made to remember, to put things together. So would you go forth in into this day and put this together that the God of all the universe this God's heart goes with you and is with you in ways that you cannot begin to know go in peace